Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unnamed Podcast. I'm here with Fox. Hi, Fox. Hello, everyone. Hello, Tala. Hello, people listening. Let's hope that we have one or two. Um, so what, what, Fox, why are we doing this, this yes. Unnamed Podcast? This unnamed podcast. We, we'll we'll let you know soon about why it's unnamed and how you can help us. But um, me and Tala, we we chat each week, and we we're starting to think. You know, there's people that are listening to a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of people are getting their lockdown walks in, and they're putting podcasts in their ears. And we we're just thinking, why not add to the the array of podcasts by talking about all things to do with life. And particularly things that are to do with uh, our church, NCA Church. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. I enjoy our chats and it will be cool to be able to do that as a podcast. And let's see, hopefully uh, we get um, people uh, writing in or um, joining us um, as we do this. Uh, Now, it's unnamed uh, because we're not very creative. (laughs) That's right. So we're looking for help. <laughs> yes, we would love if you have a great name for a podcast. Uh, if you could send us a message, uh, Facebook, email with a name for this podcast. Some of the ones we've come up with, Tala, what have we come up with so far? Anything? Uh, NCA Soundbites was thrown around, uh, Fox and TK Time, uh, and I think they were the the only two we could come up with after a brainstorm. So we we need, we we need need your help. help. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, we do. Um, But Hey, let's talk about something other than names of podcasts. What are we talking about? Yeah. So we're we're just going to talk about things of, as you said, about Jesus uh, and uh, what we did at church just about a month ago, we looked through Job which was a whole term we spent in Job. It was, it was really great, very intense. And so what we thought we'd do is just talk about what, is, what does it look like four weeks after finishing Job, reflecting on what we've learned in our current uh, situation. Um, Fox, you really helped us think through Job uh, last term and keen to hear your thoughts um, and reflections four weeks after. Yeah, I think... One of the things I realized is that when we were going through Job, I reckon I, I noticed that it was actually hard work every week, not so much because I think Job is about suffering, but because every time you read Job, you, you just naturally talk about suffering. I think, you know, Job really is about our great God and the undeserved sufferer, Jesus Christ. But even so, you're, you're always talking about suffering. And it just kind of struck me that when we were going through Job, the pandemic in Sydney at least felt like it was over. Mm. Uh, but now, you know, four weeks on, we really are, in, we're really in a lockdown and mm. it really doesn't seem like it's ending uh, anytime too soon. And so it almost means that suffering feels even more real right now. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, one of the things I have reflected, and I was trying to articulate this, this to the kids, is I think sometimes I still want to distance God from the pandemic. I want to say, no, this isn't something that he has caused. This isn't something which is uh, really he has sent because it still feels almost too hard to say out loud. Uh, But the reality is, and I think this is something we did learn in Job, is that uh, right in the beginning of Job chapter one, uh, you really do see God's 
hand in allowing Job to suffer. Mm. And he really does hold suffering in his hand. And so in some ways, when we uh, feel the bitterness of being in a pandemic, it still is worth remembering that this is something that God has allowed and something which is in his hands. Mm. Yeah. And it's not just, um, I mean, it's important to be able to say that because we have a sovereign God and, and so of course he's over it. But I I mean, I think one of the things that uh, I was really challenged on and, and uh, doing Job is that the comfort that God's sovereignty brings in that to, to be able to say that God is over this, that, that um, it is his sovereign hand uh, that rules this world and rules this pandemic uh, mm. and knowing the God he is, knowing his loving kindness um, and his, his great care for us, um, even though I don't understand everything and all the things that happen day to day, I can trust him. Um, and that was a comfort coming through the whole of Job. And, and I guess thinking about it in our current situation now in Sydney yeah and I think that was particularly clear when we got towards the end of Job actually I remember um, as we kind of got to those last speeches when God spoke Mm -hmm. there was just that uh, one of the things that really struck me was when um, you could see that God uh, he held in his hands all the good things of creation all the life-sustaining things that he's given Mm -hmm. but also he was holding his hands kind of evil and death and uh, as a as a human, I was like, how do you, how do you hold those two things together? But mm. this is what God says. I, I hold them in my hands and I hold them in my hands and, and I work them towards my purposes and my glory. Mm. And I think that is a bit what happens in COVID as well. Like he is holding us in his hands, still bringing us life, but he was also holding something which um, is really hard to see the goodness from a human point of view, but he's, he's holding that, the, the evil of COVID in his hands too. Mm. Um, and yeah, holding on to his wisdom over ours, I think is important. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, I'm thinking that what you're referring to Job 38, uh, when God is speaking to Job, I I loved that chapter and I mean, then the chapter after, but just um, his wisdom in creation and how he has made a world that is so intricate and so, um, wonderful and we don't even understand it's it's workings because we're so limited we're so finite we can see as far as we can see and yet God's sight is is beyond that and I, I remember when we were reading uh, that chapter I was really struck by actually um, verses 22 to 24 where it talks about the storehouses of snow um, and it says, uh, have you entered the storehouses of snow or have you seen the storehouses of the hail, which I've reserved for the time of trouble for the day of battle and war? What is the way to the place uh, where the light is distributed or where the east wind is scattered upon the earth? That was verse 24. I meant more, more verse 22 and 23. But um, even the seasons God mm. has put into place with a reason and what happens during snow? Wars stop. People don't fight through snow. 
even the seasons that God has made, which you go, oh, what an inconvenience. It's not, I mean, we don't really get that in Sydney, but, you know, around the world. But even that is worked into the wise working of God's world to bring an end to war in in season. And and I think that just that's just a little tip of God's wisdom. And mm. you know, I just I gotta just trust him in this. And and I'm always just so amazed and awed at how wise and good he is. Mm. Yeah. No, that's a good call. And I reckon maybe an output for people who are listening to the podcast today is why not have another read? of chapters 38 to 40 mm. uh, and maybe it will again help us to look up and get some perspective on uh, God's great wisdom and how, how that kind of helps us when we feel kind of out of out at sea uh, at the moment mm. yeah and I guess one other thought I had was and and we'll, we might change tack after this so I, I was also thinking like one of the things that you see Job as really a bit of a um, person that points us to Jesus do so well and in such a good way is that uh, even when all his comfort is taken away and even when he can't understand why he's suffering as someone who's undeserving uh, of the suffering, he, he continues to worship God and continues to give him glory. Hmm. And it doesn't sound like such a, I mean, I, I think it is a big deal, but it doesn't sound like the most amazing thing, does it? To like just to keep persevering and to keep holding on. But as he did that, he he showed the devil and really he showed the whole world that God is worthy of worship, even in the worst situations. Mm. And I think that is something for us to keep holding on to as well. Like, what matters most right now, if you kind of feel in the weight of suffering, is that you keep going, keep worshiping Jesus, and keep showing the devil and the heavenlies that God is worthy of worship no matter what. And I, I think that is um, a kind of a profound way to go about your lockdown days. How will I give God glory today um, rather than just simply count down the days to lockdown to being over? Hmm. Yeah, that yeah. is, that's a, that's a wonderful challenge and, and encouragement um, that mm. our God is worthy of worship in every season, even in mm. lockdown. Um, yeah. And because he's sovereign, there is no such thing as a write-off year. Like you can't say, oh, well, there goes three months of my life in lockdown or whatever it is because yeah. even that is in his sovereign plan. There's yeah. there's purpose in all he does. Yeah. Yeah, because I think we might go, oh, we're in lockdown. We can hunker down with our faith as well. And I don't know, and kind of almost – wanting to go, oh, well, we can't do it. We can't do church the way we used to, or we can't do things the way we used to. So we can, we can allow our faithfulness to slide a little as well. Mm. Um, but that's not, that's not the se- That's not what it, we're in. He's given us this season and the season's always the same in, in terms of the need for us to be faithful. Mm. Um, yeah. Hey, but you know, just changing over to mm. something else. I know that you're a person who loves reading the book of John. I do. And I suppose when you think Job, you go, yeah, Job will probably teach us something about suffering and maybe something about how to endure through a pandemic. Mm. John, though, you know, maybe not your first thought suffering. Um, but what, what do you reckon? How at least uh, we're, we're through three chapters, almost four chapters of John. Um, how do you reckon John helps us as we uh, kind of 
work our way through this extended lockdown. Yeah, I'm, I am a big fan of John. I love the Gospel of John. Um, I think uh, it is just the, um, you encounter Jesus in his divine glory as Messiah and it really, really makes you look at him with awe. Um, and I think that's in every, that's a great thing to think of in every season, lockdown or not, yeah. the, the awesome majesty of our King um, and God, he's, he's wonderful. Uh, and what he's come to do is so, it's a game-changing, life-changing thing. Um, I think we just recently finished John 3, and I think it's one of those chapters that has really famous verses in it, uh, verses that, you know, like John 3, 16, there's a verse from Two Ways to Live right at the end of that chapter as well. Um, so really familiar things, words like born again, uh, but coming to it again and seeing just the extreme grace of God that he sent his son um, into the world, into this earth, has really kind of struck me anew. Um, you know, God let, came from earth, uh, from heaven to earth is, is mind-blowing. And I, um, I, I often don't uh, marvel at that enough, I think. Um, and he's come with life. He's come to offer life and this life um, that keeps coming up throughout John's gospel. It's like in every chapter you just hear life and life and life. And, and really when you get to the end of John, John 20, 30, 31, John actually tells you his purpose of writing this whole gospel. And it's that actually you would believe in Jesus, that he is the Messiah, the son of God. And, and by believing you might have life, eternal life. And this life that um, John is talking about, when we talk about eternal life, I think, um, I think as, especially as a child, I used to think of it as, you know, life that goes on forever um, and as a really, really long time and, and we're a blip. And that's true. That is eternal life. But the life that is eternal can only come from an eternal God. And I think when we think eternal life, we have to think of where it originates and that's where, where John keeps taking us to is that life, this eternal life that is on offer for you is the life that only God can give. It is a life with God. It is a rich and abundant life. It's the life that quenches your soul thirst and, and um, it's only through Jesus and, and he's given it. Mm. Uh, what does that mean in lockdown? I think that life is no less sweet with Jesus in lockdown. As, you know, um, it is, it is an amazing gift and um, it is the gift that I want to be thankful for. And I, I, I want others to know. Um, and I think John is a great uh, uh, book to be sharing with uh, our non-Christian family and friends as well, because it really is just a, a call to turn to Jesus, see him for who he is. Um, mm. And uh, even in lockdown, uh, this life is there for us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That was. <laughs> yeah. No, because I think one of the th things I find interesting, like just the way you were talking about life as well, is that 
I do believe knowing Jesus now changes my earthly life uh, and it, it does give me joy and it helps me in all sorts of ways. But it, I, I have been struck by how often uh, Jesus kind of, he talks about something earthly, but really what he's trying to get us to think about is the heavenly life uh, and or, or the life, which is the, the spiritual life. And I, that kind of just does change things for me a bit. Um, to realize that the life is given, it doesn't mean that life is going to be easy on this earth, mm. but it has given me a, a rich and great life in Jesus mm. uh, that will last now and starts now and goes into eternity, mm. um, which I find quite, yeah, it's good to know that when life on earth doesn't seem that good. Mm. Uh, we have a rich spiritual life already. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, nothing, not even lockdown can dampen that um, yeah the yeah. goodness and abundance um and yeah. grace yeah why do you mm. think it does though i mean maybe that's not the right question but i've been wondering like why is it like when we know that we have this life why what do you think it is in the human that can really be so uh not feeling like they have life just do you know what my question is there Tala? um Maybe. <laughs> I guess I'm talking more about a mood that we can have. Um, like I, I think often I hear at the moment people are like, oh, just living is hard. Our life mm. right now is hard. Yeah. But if we know that we have eternal life or we have life in Jesus, how, how do we kind of work with that disjunct of kind of going, I know I have something really great, mm. but I don't always feel it. Is there something we're missing? You, can, you, can you put... Yeah. Do you have any reason, thoughts on why we might have that sort of uh, disc? Yeah, um, I think I think there's a reality that um, we live in a world where there's suffering, as we've spoken about, and there is a is a groaning and a and a dissatisfaction with with um, what we see and what we experience. And I, and I think that is our longing for um, heaven. Maybe. And, and, and so yeah. I think there, uh, that could be it. Um, yeah. I think in terms of as a Christian, when you sometimes maybe aren't feeling that thankful for this life or, or you know, are wondering, oh, should I be feeling something different or, or having a different outlook? I think the challenge of John's gospel is look to Jesus. If, mm. if you're if you're tired and um, bored of of Jesus, look to him. Don't look away. Which I think we, we sometimes, when we feel overwhelmed, we can retreat. Um, mm. And uh, you know, n- not look deeply at what God is saying and, and start to imagine what he's saying almost, you know? Um, and, uh, but I think like the challenge of John, like even as you look at John one, that really majestic start of like, here is the word, the eternal word who's come into the world um, to give life uh, to those who believe. And then straight after that crazy, wonderful prologue, it goes into like, um, just those first few days um, of Jesus's kind of earthly ministry. And uh, you have John the Baptist bearing witness to who he is. He's the lamb of God. 
uh, he's the Christ. Um, John has come to prepare the way for the Lord and referring to Isaiah's prophecy, the Lord being God. God is coming into the world. And, and throughout that first chapter of John, you have like nine or ten titles of Jesus just thrown in. It's like a, a salad of titles. <laughs> and, and I think the, the, the thing that John is doing is saying, look, there he is. There's the mm. Lamb of God. Look to him. Don't look at me. Look to him. And um, just this chapter that we did this week, I must decrease. John mm. knows who must increase. It's Jesus. And and I think we can easily let Jesus decrease in our lives when we look away, when we get distracted by this world, when we when we get overwhelmed by the worries of this world. Um, we we forget how awesome Jesus is. And and John the uh, the gospel writer is just saying, keep coming back. He is better, more fantastic, more extraordinary, and from out of this world, quite literally. And he's right here, and he wants you to look to him because there is no other way. Um, and so I think I think I need that reminder. I think it's really easy to look away, um, to to be caught up in the things um, of this world because, it, you know, there's a lot happening, whether good or bad. Um, but without Jesus, uh, yeah, the joy of life that we have in God just doesn't make sense. It only comes together in him. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if that answers your question, Fox. Hey, it was excellent. <laughs> uh, I reckon, I, and I think... I reckon we need to draw it to a close, but I do think, you know, you read through John and it does happen a lot, doesn't it? He's like, you, the one who looks uh, is saved. I think that came up in John 3. Uh, mm. you know, you, uh, but it does seem to be where your focus really matters. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we kind of hope that this podcast might have helped you uh, look to Jesus again. Uh, mm. And we hope to do that again in our other podcasts. And so... We hope you've listened. Uh, we hope it's been helpful. And please do let us know what a better name is for this podcast. Yes, we'd love your help. Please help us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll be back next week. Next week, I think our aim is to have a bit of a deeper think on John 4 because we think uh, there's 54 verses, I believe, and there's just not a t- enough time in one Sunday sermon or one kid's talk. And so we're going to chat more about John 4 and try and uncover some more of the gems. And so, yeah, tune back in next week. Till then. See ya. See ya.